I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One can help but be positive. Hey, the other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. little bit of a gray Saturday in the early autumn of 2023. It's a portable, fun-sized edition of the Fitzy and Hart radio program from 12p all the way up to 1.30 in the afternoon, at which point we will throw it over to some Boston College Eagles football action here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Wherever, however, you are consuming us today, we thank you for putting on your participants and joining us. WEEI.com, the Odyssey app, which is free, the best way to catch up on all of our programs, podcasts like Six Rings and Football Things, and so much more. If you want to jump in and be a part of broadcast history or at least two way sports talk radio, the number, you know it, lock it in. It's your favorite, 617-779-7937. The text line, as monitored by producer Joe Braverman. Good morning, or rather, good afternoon, Joe. Good afternoon and good morning to you both. I guess you could call this the Six Rings pre-pre-game show? It is the Six Rings pre-pre-game show. Indeedly do. That text number, 37937. Of course, the socials, at WEEI, at FitzyGFY. And at Jumbo Heart. Today, a little bit of a casino buffet smorgasbord, if you will, of everything going on in Boston sports. Of course, we'll talk Pats because we got a big one tomorrow. We got two big D's meeting in the big D. We'll see which D is going to be the biggest D in big D tomorrow. Pats at Cowboys 425, of course. And we'll talk a little bit of Red Sox because the season cannot get over soon enough. Apologies, thoughts, and prayers to everyone who had over 76.5 or 77.5 wins on the season, depending on where, how, and when you bet it. 
as the free fall has taken place in Red Sox Nation. And a smattering, if you will, of Celtics talk as well. Looks like Dame time is in central time now as he joined Milwaukee and left Miami high and dry. Andy, whenever we do our weekend show, we usually do a little bit of a uh, who won the week. The week isn't over, and the biggest game of the week is, of course, tomorrow uh, at 4.30 in the afternoon down in Arlington at Jarrah World. Uh, but who would you say right now is having the best week, Boston sports wise? Uh, so that's interesting. First of all, there is some debate as the does the new week start on Sunday or is Sunday yeah. Where do you sit week? on that one? By the way, I, I I'm kind of a Monday guy. Yeah, I am too. Um, because and, and I know right biblically, and on the seventh day they rested, right? Like mm-hmm. it, or he rested, or somebody or God rested. Yeah, it is rested. the Lord's day, and what does the Lord yeah. want to do? Nothing more than like sit back, eat salty snacks, watch football, and then listen to six rings, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I do think the week is still yet to be determined. Um, but you know who I think had a, a an interesting week, and and it's sort of, sort of tone of comments, um, okay. and that would be, and I think this is going to surprise you. Uh, I'm, I'm always I love signing up for a Saturday morning surprise. Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Oh, wow. Do tell. I thought his comments this week, and I forget which day they were, middle of the week sometime when somebody asked about his status, and he was just like, I'll be back. Oh, so they've told you, I'll be back. I'm here. I'll be here. I'll be back. He he sounded um, emboldened, Mm -hmm. and I know Heimblum, the transition, he sort of won. People were painting a narrative of it's Cora versus Bloom. you got to pick one. Somebody's going to be left standing. And he obviously won that. Bloom's no longer here. But he's also looking down the barrel of a new boss. There is going to be a new boss in town as, whatever, president of baseball operations when they eventually make that hire. And you might think, oh, trepidation. Oh, I don't know. And for him to just flat out so uh, aggressively come out with the, oh, I'll be here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'll be here. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll be here. Um, I think shows you sort of his power within the organization, power with ownership, and this is a massive offseason, both in terms of management and personnel. Um, you know, I, I listen to Rich Keefe and Rob Bradford debate, do the Red Sox need two pitchers or three pitchers? Do they need to sign one, trade for one? Do they need to sign or trade for a big bat? Huge offseason. But I think Alex Cora kind of put his on the table, so to speak, when he said those comments this week. Very interesting indeed. I would not have thought you would have gone Red Sox in any capacity. I would have said perhaps that maybe it was the Red Sox fan who had an interesting, if not qualified, week because it's going to be over soon. And thank God you're not going to have to subject yourself to this. No more wondering about how can they find a way to lose today. Who do we have to watch come in and win into the old ballpark? Uh, Who will I be bidding farewell to? Why did I lose all this money on this team this season? Uh, Why, you know, how in the world... How like that that tweet this week from Boston Sports Info that the most celebrated team this century, the most decorated, the most the the most World Series championships. So basically the best team thus far this century is the Boston Red Sox with not one, not two, not three, but four World Series championships. Yet the very same team has finished in last place six of the last twelve seasons. I mean, by polarity, your your baseball team is ready for first pitch in Sweet Caroline in the eighth. It's wild to think what a ride Red Sox fandom has been. And, you know, Heim Bloom, uh, three out of four seasons that he was in charge of the ship, they finish in last place, and then there's that one, of course, because for every two crappy seasons, it seems like there has to be a really good one. There's that one ALCS run in 2021. Um, I, I, I would have said Sox fans as well. Uh 
I, I may have also said, you know, uh, who is having the best week so far. I feel like, depending on how tomorrow goes, I could almost be trending Belichick because oh. you know, the, the way that they won last Sunday was quintessentially Belichickian with a sort of like make no mistakes, try to suffocate and wait out the other team. Big Play a defense. bad quarterback. What? Play, yeah. <laughs> Put your bad draft picks, on. showcase all of your terrible draft picks, but then showcase that other teams' draft picks are worse than yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like somebody point. Who was it who pointed out that um, Cam Newton? Th- oh, this, I saw this on the timeline earlier today. I think it was from at Title Talk TCL that the Cam Newton victory in the finale of the 2020 season, which of course, uh, in our long off season of what did the Patriots do right and what could they have done better led me to point out one day with Christian Fourier that I think Belichick's biggest mistake in the past decade plus was actually trying to win in 2020 as opposed to taking the free get-out-of-jail card that was the COVID reset and trading away some players so you could restock in 2021 and beyond. But basically, Cam Newton winning in 2020 in the final game is what gave the Jets the opportunity to pick second overall, and that's what led them to take Zach Wilson so actually, chess over checkers once again, Andy. There's Bill Belichick. Yeah, right here. That that meme go, of the yeah. guy tapping his temple, right? Tapping his temple <laughs> meme right here. But Andy, I, these are the little things that we have to, via social media, via argumentative discussion, via the radio show, the Six Rings Pod, and beyond. These are the things we need to laugh at as we continue to watch the team try to exit transition and enter consistency, find its footing, win some games. I don't know, maybe even be entertaining in the process because, you know, did they get the the win they needed last week to get on the board, period? Not, you know, not exit September winless. Uh, make sure you have a dub also in the division considering how good Buffalo is and how awesome Miami looks after two very difficult home losses. But also, you know, just the sheer, yeah, they got the win, but also how about the sheer entertainment factor? And that's, you know, I know that's one of your top priorities as sports yep. analyst, as sports fan as well. And, you know, when we get to Dallas tomorrow, when we're in Arlington, rather, excuse me, at Jerry World, tomorrow's game should be entertaining. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt, I have no doubt that Bill Belichick's defense will shine tomorrow. Especially, you know, now Christian Gonzalez, he won defensive play, defensive rookie of the month. I think he probably won it easily. People are already talking about him as one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Not just one of the best rookies, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Belichick's defense will do their job tomorrow. Do you think there is any chance the Patriots offense will give us more than just ah? Uh, will give us multiple opportunities to cheer? And I, I won't say put on a show but actually, you know, score enough points to say in this game, hell, maybe even pull off the upset and entertain us tomorrow. I think there will be an entertainment factor to the offense. I think it'll be better than what we have seen. I know I wrote about it on Friday. There's been a lot of fixation even from Belichick and Mac. The the big plays. Got to hit some big plays. Got to gotta mm-hmm. chunk plays, as Mac says. And you got to keep fishing for them. We're not going to give up and take the hook out of the water. You can't catch a fish if you don't leave the hook and the bait in the water. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think we will be excited about some Ramondre Stevenson's runs. I liked him talking this week about, I just need to get back to breaking tackles and making people miss being Ramondre. So you're going against a run defense that allowed 200-plus a week ago to the Cardinals, allowed chunk plays on the ground, allowed chunk plays through the air. I think they're going to hit some plays. I am, I'm not overly confident they're going to hit enough plays to 
win the game or even maybe be in the game in the final minutes like they have been each and every week. Um, but I do think the because entertainment factor a lot of times modern football mm-hmm. we tie into the offense right like yep. it's great to play great defense but unless you're strip sacking big plays on defense we say okay defense kept you in the game now you need some plays offensively they have had no plays offensively your best play is from a guy who most patriots fans could not pick out of a lineup Farrow brown right like right. that's your best play of the year I think they will have more big plays tomorrow. Maybe even some schemed up. Maybe some Billy O'Brien. You know, I said Alex Cora put his on the table. Maybe Billy O'Brien will come out with some um, creative ways to make some plays. So what you're Mm -hmm. saying, Andy, is you want that whole offense to stand on the star at midfield and just scream out to the world. Are you not entertained? Yes. Are you not entertained? Joe, Joe, well played. You know what? It was a long walk to get there. You you shot your shot. You called it, and I was. And you know what? I was very entertained. That was well well done. I want, love it. You know what? I would love if the world. And we'll get to the referendum on Mac Jones in a little bit. Where in the world Colin Cowherd came up with his and J Mac's take on the whole idea that they've heard some things and it's not good. Is he a dirty player, etc. Uh, all that jazz. I would love nothing more than at this point. You know what? Steer into it. Just go ahead. Go full heel turn. Get down to Dallas tomorrow. Find a way to get your offense going. Win the game, and then stand. You know, and then stand on the star, and then salute everyone. I don't know. Do a triple X if you want to. Yeah. Whatever, what kind of what, heel turn are we talking? Are we talking like Hulk Hogan, like in WCW, or yes. what kind well, of heel yeah. turn are we talking? Yeah. yeah be because, a bad, be the villain. Don't pretend with this whole like, oh, you know, I just want to be a nice guy. Whatever. Sorry, I made Mac Jones sound like a bad Bill Clinton, but yeah, I was you know, say. don't. Yeah, he did not I, have sex I, with that I, woman. I, I did not. I did not punch that cornerback in his genitals. You did. Uh, <laughs> um, just go ahead. You know what? I think if anything, you know, and I kind of want to get to this in the within the next hour talking Patriots, Andy. You know what is this team? Yes, they're yeah. It's very much in the Belichick mold. The defense they're trying to play bully ball. You know they're going. They're trying to work up a big offensive line. Uh, have slightly effective offensive assets a developing quarterback, but mostly be known for their defense and special teams. Well, if that's the case, then I would love nothing more than this offense to come out and establish an identity of being disrespected bad guys. Go ahead. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, being, like, villainous, like late 80s Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer clothesline somebody on the, you know, in the middle of the field style, Jack Lambert football. I'm just talking about, like, Okay, everyone thinks we stink. Everyone thinks we're stink, stank, stunk. Everyone thinks we have no shot. We have no firepower, whatever. Well, we're going to come out and play nasty. We're going to use Trent Brown, who so far is the highest graded left tackle in football. We're going to use Zeke and Mondre in a revenge game. We're going to, Mac Jones, yeah, he does want to punch you in the stones, metaphorically and literally. And we're going to get out there and we're going to be bad guys and you're going to hate us and we're going to absolutely love it. I would love absolutely nothing more. And that was that was a good uh, comparison by uh, Joe Braverman to the Hollywood Hogan because yes he went you know black face paint black beard black mm-hmm. everything but people kind of cheered for it they loved it oh, like they they embraced it and that's what you want you because you don't want to just be the 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 true heel the, that everybody hates that, that it's a pop but it's a hate filled pop you want that. Do I kind of like the bad guy? Am I kind of rooting for the bad guy more than the good guy in this wrestling match? And I think that's where Mac Jones and the Patriots need to be. I don't think they're going to be liked. I don't think Mac Jones, the Patriots, or Bill Belichick are ever really going to be embraced anywhere except within the tightly uh, locked borders of Patriot Nation. So I I have no problem. That's why I wish Mac would just come out and say, you know what? 
I do kind of lose my mind every once in a while on the football field. I'm a very competitive nice. guy. I see yes. red. I do things that I'm not necessarily proud of, but it's all in the aim of a competitive fire and trying to win a football game, and I'm not looking to hurt anybody. Embrace it. Go out and take it head on instead of, I'm just here to focus on the Cowboys this week. I, they're, they're a good football team. I don't know. I'm going to talk for 22 minutes about their defense, and I'm just going to ignore the question you asked me. Yeah, you guys were all in on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. You guys, Buffalo has won the AFCs three times in a row. Oh, everybody can't get over Vape McDaniels and the high-flying Miami Dolphins offense. Well, guess what? We're just going to be that. We're going to go back to good old-fashioned nasty Patriots ball. We know we are. Everyone hates us. They, you guys hate the coach. That's fine. No one's coming. It's up to us, and we're going to be bad guys, and I fully embrace it. That said, already on the socials right here, at the Sour J. Uh, I thought that would have been a burner account for Andy. I bet the Cowboys' money line, guys. I'm sorry, but the Patriots' offense is horrendous, and the defense is decent. If the Patriots' defense held the Cowboys to 10 points, I'm not confident the offense could score 10. There you have it, Andy. So there's the fans weighing in early okay, about then. tomorrow's game. All right. Exactly. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. You know, honestly, it might be the rain. It might be. It may just be the fact that it's been gray and soaking wet here for so long. I know we got to catch a break and trend with Joe Braverman, but New York City was flooded yesterday. It's rained six out of the last nine days. The water levels like rivers are overflowing. Lakes are at the highest level they've been at in 30 years. My neighbor had this giant humongous oak in his front yard fall down because the roots which were massive got so wet and the ground took on so much groundwater that the tree just fell over and no one's mood is turning around because we haven't seen the sun since freaking august so otherwise yeah i can understand that said come on patriots put on a show for us tomorrow we're cheering for it 617-779-7937 there's your phone number and here's your trending sports news with producer joe braverman i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're hearing some stuff on Mac Jones, and Jay Mac and I are not going to talk about it on the air because uh, we don't want to yet. We're hearing things that aren't, you just alluded to it. We're not going to get into the specifics. We're just hearing stuff that isn't great. Is that fair? Don't, don't put me on camera for that. Let, let's let's um, change topics. Okay. <laughs> let's go okay. Packers-Lions. Audio heard round the sports world just a couple of days ago on the I Have a Bigger Desk and Microphone Than You show, otherwise known as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, seen live every day on One, as well as heard on Fox Sports Radio, Colin Cowherd and Jason McIntyre, he previously of the big lead, discussing in, dare I say, the lamest capacity possible, and that's saying a lot for The Herd, Andy, that they've heard some things on Mac Jones, but... 
they don't really feel comfortable saying it. So they're going to go ahead and just sort of like tease it out, whatever it may be, just to get people like us to want to take the bait and stir the dialogue and uh, further the narrative. And then, of course, you know, click and page view away the day. Ooh, I wonder what he's talking about. Whatever it is that Colin Cowherd and Jason McIntyre may have heard that they say is not good, whatever their source may be, I cannot imagine it is any more damning than anything any player that believes Mac Jones is dirty, anyone has previously written, or any other bit of news, innuendo, or rumor. I, I, okay, if the guy's developing a bad reputation, Andy, around the league, if people think Mac Jones is legitimately a dirty player, come on now. I mean, do I think he's excessively competitive? Do I think he gets, like you said, he gets ahead of himself, he gets a little too emotionally charged? Yeah, that's probably the case, and some people like it and some people don't. But come on now. Tom Brady was just at some sort of, I forget exactly what the conference was uh, a few weeks ago, where Tom Brady talked about the fact that he gets so fired up before games, he would convince himself that the other team hated him, that he had all enemies on the other side of, uh, of, the, of the line in football, and that's how he was able to sort of geek himself up to gain that competitive advantage that he needed to play quarterback so effectively. So effectively, he's considered the greatest football player of all time. I hate the sort of big poppy and Derek Jeterification, if you will, of sports where everyone just gets together at second base and hugs it out after a double or whatever. Like, come on now. We need a little – I want a little edge in my sports. Come on. Well, you need edge and you need winning. That's, yeah. It's a simple formula. They go together beautifully, don't they? And, and when you win – you're, as South Park put it, talking about cheating, but for another direction with Belichick, you're savvy, you're loved, mm -hmm. you're competitive, you're fiery, and when you lose, you're an a-hole. You're dirty. You're a <laughs> exactly. punk. You're Boom. a dick. Whatever. And, and it's it's really that simple. Like, if you win, it is glorified. They will Boom. look past it. And if you don't, you're a dink. Now, I, I like the word dink for Mac, not dirty, because I don't think he's truly dirty. I think he's dinky. Yeah. I think that's absolutely perfect. I think his competitive fire leads him to, but he's not a tough enough guy that he would stand there and trade blows tomorrow with Micah Parsons. But at the same time, would he like, may he slide into somebody uh, heels up at some point? Would he absolutely. talk trash and Already then hide has. behind, you know, but and then hide behind Micah Wenu or David Just like Andrews? Tom Brady did. Difference exactly. is Tom Brady wins. Mac Jones loses or Oh my god, how dinkish win. was Brady at times? Did we care? No, you no. want to know why? You all we... ate it up. You guys didn't even ah. see it. You were so blinded by victory and lust and love. It took objective onlookers like me to even point it out. Uh just like his dad said, Andy, damn rights we did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Mac Jones, don't worry about not slapping somebody in the nuts. Don't worry about not coming in cleats high. Don't worry about not grabbing an ankle. Worry about winning, and all the other stuff will be brushed under the rug, and the rug gets laid back down, and you're like, yeah, honey, I cleaned up the floor. No worries here. All the dirt's gone. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's under the rug. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if and we'll get to this in just a moment, too, but first we have to address the absolutely jammed lines. You would think it's 745 in the morning driving I-93 north from Quincy into Boston right now. The phones are packed, Andy, and I love let's it. Let's go, then. Well, let's go, but... Uh, I'll also address this. If the Patriots can somehow get a dub tomorrow, they might be able to start a little bit of a sneaky streaky going on that may just get them back in the AFC's conversation. Oh, Fitz, don't tell me you're thinking 9-4 and four like Ken. No, no, I have them at 9-8 and eight on the season. 
I'm not saying going back to nine and four. What like in 2021 when they were nine and four coming out of the bye and then pre- proceeded to absolutely eat it coming out of the bye, starting with the December 18th game in Indianapolis. No, we're not going there right now, Joe Braverman. Hey Fitzy, if um, yeah. if the Patriots win tomorrow, I agree with you. Maybe they can mm-hmm. do a little something. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, if yeah. I win Powerball tonight, uh, you need a new co-host for the post-game show tomorrow night. Just an <laughs> FYI. <laughs> okay. That's you know honestly, I will do the entire post game show tomorrow by myself. Hey, if you I'm here Power- too, Fitzy. All right, there you go, yeah, man. I'll, have I'll fun, even boys because if I'll, I win Powerball, you ain't never hearing from me again. I'll even have Justin, our production guy, do a whole new intro to the show and everything. Here's six. I'll have Damon do the voice and all that jazz, and and you can help fund it because you'll have so much money you won't care. Uh, and you can uh, send me the hundred cases of Narragansett Miller Lite later in the week, Andy. Thousands. All right, to the phones we go. Here we go. Uh, let's talk. People are fired up about Mac in tomorrow's game. Shane is in the car. He's got an idea for Mac Jones and the heel turn. Hello, Shane. Yeah, hey, Nick, uh, Andrew. You know, you say you want these guys to play with edge and go hard. And I just, from high school, when a friend of mine had to fight the biggest kid in school, middle linebacker, an age-old trick, a little salt in the eye, you know, right through the visor, maybe first play at Michael Parsons. He doesn't have to go toe-to-toe with this guy, you know. Um, so, you know, throw it just like Belichick throwing the challenge flag. First play, tell a winner, get out of the way, let him at me, and uh, just right in the eyes, the old salt trick. I, that's hey, all I got. Hey, I like Shane, it. you know what? Actually, having just rewatched one of my favorite all-time trashy uh, martial arts 80s action movies, Bloodsport recently, where in the final fight between Chong Lee and Frank Dukes, and Chong Lee reaches into the shorts for the foreign object, and it turns out the foreign object was a handful of salt. Uh, I'm I'm for it. Why not? You know, every last little something. Andy, we full well know, and thank you for the call, Shane. And no, I no no parents listening. Fitzy and Hart are not advocating for your children to now start stealing salt packets from the local fast food restaurants and throw it in their friends' eyes just so they can win the trench war playing Pee Wee, Pop Warner, or high school football. That said, it would be pretty hilarious. It's good for hydration. You're just trying to help them hydrate. They say you need hey, a little extra salt right? to hydrate. I see people chugging pickle juice on the sidelines of college oh, football in high school all the time. Oh, it's yep. fantastic. Um, is tomorrow's game, I, I, I must profess ignorance on this, I apologize in advance, is tomorrow's game on the central broadcasting system or Fox? I believe it's Fox, but I probably should check that. Yeah, we have know. a producer for a reason. Joe? I'm looking, I'm looking. All right, Look all right I'll, take, I'll take a call. We got term. Fox, it's going to be on Fox. Yeah, okay, I, who do, I wonder, if, are we going to get Burkhart and Olsen? Because this is kind of a big game. Uh, let's look at right. the announcer schedule on Twitter. Well done, my friend. While you endeavor to find that out, I'll take another call. Here we go. Jesse is in Andy's country, New Bedford. What's up, Jesse? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Uh, what's going on? Uh, a couple, a couple quick points. Uh, sure. One, you know, it's getting a little ridiculous because there's there's a lot of things going on, on Twitter where. Uh, during a scramble, Mac Jones scrambled for 10 yards. Garrett Wilson gives him an uppercut in the chest. Nobody says a peep about that. Um, and then there's another clip going around on Twitter where last year when Clayus Campbell uh, sacked Mac, you can see him hanging on his back, and he's got uh, Mac's ankle in like a, like a leg scissor. So obviously he was looking to hurt him. You don't hear a peep there. Yep. Joe Burrow last year throws a pick to Marcus Jones, goes at his legs there. Don't hear a peep there. And I know it's about the winning, and Andy kind of touched upon it. I get it. But I think all this media hype, if anything, 
it's kind of galvanizing the Patriots fans. I think I've been seeing on social media uh, my friends who kind of wish you watch with Mac. They're, they're behind him now. I, I think this is having a reverse effect, and I think they're going to embrace this. So I'll leave you with this, Russell Cole. Mac 316 says he just punched your nuts, and that is for life. <laughs> wow. People nice are job, getting Jess. fired. That was a great call, Jesse. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. South Coast bringing the heat early this Saturday afternoon, well, Andy. It's the best part yeah. of the state. Um, okay, all right. Well, that's debatable. We'll have to do a side pod on that one. Maybe we'll start another another podcast. We need one. Uh, we have a little opening in our schedule. Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great way, we... point by Jesse, though. Um, I hadn't thought of that as this, because Mac, we've talked about it, is probably not just the most pol- polarizing figure in Patriot Nation, but in all of Boston sports. We agreed and... about that during, during, yeah. during the summer, and I think that is still the truth. Uh, absolutely. Is this sort of uh, creating an us again. He he may be a dink quarterback, but he's my dink quarterback. Is this earning Max some followers and some support, and is it bringing together Patriot Nation on the topic of Mac? That's an interesting uh, interesting point that Jesse Mac Jones, about. baby. You know, it's uh, earlier today, I heard Curtis and Ken kind of doing their Curtis and Ken thing early on, and Curtis was trying to discuss the idea, or rather put forth, the notion that maybe this would be one of those us against them, New England versus everybody type of galvanizing moments, but he didn't feel the same sort of push, the same impetus that you did in years past. Now, that would also be because they were in the middle of trying to get back onto a double dynastic, what would be a double dynastic run, or they were coming off several Super Bowls, and the warmth and the embrace of Patriots Nation, Boston sports fans, New England at large, with Brady and Belichick was such that we knew we were seeing something entirely unique and spectacular and hey don't you dare come for us and tell us how we should be feeling about our team or call us cheaters without a good reason and even if so we're going to tell you to go f yourself whereas now i'm i don't feel the same embrace from the regional fandom for mac for belichick like we did in years past and i'm wondering if it wouldn't maybe take something like this to get the fan base fired up again that's why i think maybe a little controversy as far as mac jones and the patriots goes could be a good thing in this case. <laughs> Controversy needs to include winning, though. The part yes. of the reason it's not totally galvanizing, in my opinion, is there's a lack of confidence and or faith among Patriot fans that this is going to lead to victories, and it's hard to puff your chest out, bang on your chest, support your guy if you're one and three, and then you're two and four, and then you're three and six, right? Like that's no. And if that's your just guy a bad has season. another failed comeback, right? You know, you know what you need? You. you need Mac to do something really dinky, and then drive the ball right down the other team's throat, and then stand tall at the podium and said, mm-hmm. "F it, we won the game, and that's all that matters." Y'all can debate for the rest of the week what I did, but I'm victorious. I'm the king of the hill right now. You need you need a big victory to truly galvanize this. That's just how sports work. Yeah, you know what I love? A moment I loved this week, Andy, was uh, during the Thursday night postgame show. Um, the, uh, I don't know what the hell they call it, with Carissa Thompson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Whitworth. Sherman, it's their postgame show. Yeah, Just Amazon post- Prime postgame They got some show. crazy name for it. Okay, so it's Thursday night football postgame show, and they had Goff on the panel. And Goff responded to Ryan Fitzpatrick saying that he heard – him call uh, call Goff earlier like a poor man's Matt Ryan, and he put him right on the spot. He clapped back. He heard it. I gained a new level of respect for the guy that you call a puddle 
yep. uh, because he always seems to cower or play his worst football in front of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like, I, I like I'm I'm enjoying this Lions run and the turnaround and the fact that like Dan Campbell has these guys humming right now. But I love the fact that he like had the receipt, turned around, mentioned yep. it, and put. Ryan Fitzpatrick on the spot. Thought I played better throughout the rest of the game. Uh, hope it's up to your standards. You played a lot, man. <laughs> okay. You played very well, though. Okay. Very happy I, I, I didn't know it was a poor man's anything, but. but oh, you know, he hears okay. that. He's listening. I heard about it. That's all. Oh, see. Call him out there, Dick. Andrew. Andrew. Receipts. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Matt Ryan's a pretty good player, too. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. I told him. I'm he... giving you a hard time. I appreciate it, man. And, see, that, and you know why that worked? Right there. No, no, no. It's not a good sport. You know why that worked? Leverage. And what leverage comes with is winning. When you do that and you lose, you're an oversensitive dink. When you do that, when you win, you're clapping back. You're confident. You're cocky. Right? It, and, and so it's not actually the action that matters. It's the result of the contest. When you play well and win the game, everything changes. And that's where Jared Goff is. You're right. He's trying to go down. I still think he's a puddle of goo. I wouldn't want to count on him. I still think he's the guy that fell to his knees in the face of the flyby by Kyle Van Oy on a Super Bowl field. But in the end, if he keeps winning and he keeps going to Green Bay and winning and going to Kansas City and winning and coming out on top, his the aura around him is going to change, whether he's really changed all that much or not. And that's where Mac is. When you're meh, when you're in the middle meh, the meh England Patriots, that's you're going to fight the narrative. Uh, I love it. I'm getting. By the way, message. we are getting Fox's A team tomorrow. Burkhardt, oh. Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews. Look at that. Look, how about this? For a team that is supposedly stuck in the middle map pretty well so far, Andy, the Patriots will have had Hello Friends and Romo, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, and then Burkhardt and Olson. Four well, straight national A team broadcasts because you know they're the why. Patriots and because the opponents are all really interesting. Yes. You played the Super Bowl runner-up. You played Aaron Rodgers, or were supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. You're playing the Dallas effing Cowboys in Dallas. Like, yeah, you sometimes you get primetime games or primetime crews or primetime slots because uh -huh. of the opponent. The Patriots aren't the draw anymore. Their opponents are. Okay. Well, no better time to remind the world that you should be the draw and not the team that you've traveled to play. And I've been getting text messages galore since we took it to the radio from Pats fans that are listening right now down in the greater Arlington Big game uh, Fort for Worth, Pats Dallas fans. area. There's a, a lot, lot of, of Patriots fans in Dallas right now, and yep. a group from my uh, one of my favorite groups, Tailgater 2000, one of the OGs of tailgating in Foxborough, just sent me uh, photographs of a brunch they're having with several 200-liter uh, tall towers of beer. Good job, boys. Uh, wait, wait. They're, they're doing our work for us right now, Andy, which is very nice to see. So. Good job, guys. Back to the phones we go. Speaking of people who love 200-liter towers of beer, Matt's down in Rhode Island talking Patriots for tomorrow. Hi, Matt. Yeah, you got it, boys. A first shout-out to um, the, the rejoins. I love those beats. Keep them bumping. Um, so two Thank things you, Matt. can we get tomorrow. You know, take the names and numbers off the jerseys, okay? You, you play in the NFL. we got NFL players. Get the spacing right. And, and take your shots downfield. You know, interceptions, you had a couple bad ones. But, I mean, those are going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think that's – you got to throw the ball downfield. you, you got to get chunk plays. And, you know, it's, it's going it, to – Dallas is not that great in the secondary. Digs it out. So that's what I like to see. And, two, um, they they have been blitzing. They just haven't been getting to the quarterback. Can, it, can I get Keon White out there? I mean, somebody with a, playing on an edge, like you guys are saying. That guy plays on an edge. And um, this guy, I, I think if you get if, if you get pressure, um, Dak will give it up. You know, I think those are the two keys to the, the game. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Have Matt. a great day. Appreciate the call as well. Yeah, listen, left tackle. Thank you so much, Matt, for the compliment. I would right, continue to play right, that music. Right, move on. Have those beats ready. Christ's sakes, move on. All right. Okay. All right. Listen. Let's. All right. Let's not turn on each other now. What are we? Too late. Right. Yeah. It's, what are we? The we Jets still have a post game show to do tomorrow. Uh, all right. Everyone, just pump the brakes. Look, not me. I'm winning. I was going to say, baby. Ty- <laughs> Tyron Smith is out tomorrow. Uh, big bad left tackle for Dallas. Their offensive line's a little dinged up. No offensive line in the history of football is more dinged up than the Houston Texans tomorrow, who are basically going to have to start all backups which has me thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is probably a sneaky good play in fantasy tomorrow. As Take the, the over Steel- on uh, T.J. Watt sacks. Oh, geez, and, and if not him, how about, uh, was his name Hightower Highsmith? Yep. Alex oh, Highsmith, yeah. the book. Yeah, they're no one-man show there. Nope, no, not, not in, or Cam Hayward right up the gut, too. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, listen, the, the, it'll be there. Opportunities, Dak always puts one or two near you or in your arms as well. I know Mike McCarthy says we're going to run the football. Everyone knows Tony Pollard is the best player on offense right now. CeeDee Lamb hasn't really gotten going yet because, uh, you know, Jake Ferguson's gotten his opportunities. They haven't used Brandon Cooks right. Michael Gallup, he's okay, but hasn't really been the same uh, over the last couple of years. But Dak will always give you a chance. Dak will always give you one or two tomorrow. And then the Patriots need to turn around and not try to do the death by a thousand paper cuts offense. Yeah, maybe they do need to take a couple shots downfield tomorrow, Andy. Um, yeah. I, I'd to love who? to see it. To who? Uh, that and more when we come back. That's a great <laughs> tease you just stepped into right there, Andy. I see more of your calls lined up at 617-779-7937. Don't you go anywhere, callers. We're talking Pats at Cowboys here on Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Okay. What, what have you seen from him? What do you like about him? He trash. Nah, uh, <laughs> nah. He uh, just the skill and the poise that he played with at cornerback uh, for a young player is is uh, kind of unseen. Like you, you see it in the greats. You kind of seen it when Jalen Ramsey came out, and he just whoever he was in front of, he just stayed in front of, and he covered any match. And uh, he has a uh, a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential and a lot of skill. Uh, and, you know, uh, we just trying to we just trying to tap into all his talents and everything he can do. Uh, I think he can be a matchup guy in this league. He can travel and follow whoever he wants to. But uh, he got a long way. He got- This is the ultimate if you know, you know rejoin right here. Joe Braverman is on an absolute heater today. As I am wont to say, easily my second favorite Gonzo, the secondary member of the New England Patriots. Well, I believe you had a certain tweet about that, Mr. Stevens. (laughs) Great job, Joe. Yeah, that was Matthew Judith. my all-time favorite shows. Um, let's hope the Patriots bring a little electric mayhem tomorrow to uh, Dallas as well and escape with a victory. This is Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original WEI. You can get in on the action, 617-779-7937. That was Matthew Judon having a little fun at the expense of the Defensive Rookie of the Month, Christian Gonzalez, who, Andy, we have to say, with the level of play that he has brought 
the first three weeks and having to match up against A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill and then subsequently last week, Garrett Wilson, all of whom he has covered more than competently. At this point, you got to think this is doing things for the Patriots' defense in addition to the fact that they haven't been giving up chunk yards, big plays, or back-breaking receptions and touchdowns. This has kind of opened things up for the Patriots defensively knowing that they, they kind of have the confidence what with uh, the dings that they've experienced, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones. I think we should see Jonathan Jones back tomorrow, which would give them a boost. Uh, it really, really, really has been paying some massive dividends thus far. Oh, it's been huge. And I, I think you'd be porked without him. And never mind just how good he's been. You just needed him to step in and assume a certain role. And then he's been obviously very productive, very impressive in the uh, face of some really tough challenges to open his career. Um, but you know me, I thought it was a house of cards, and the house of cards kind of fell down around him, but he said, damn it, I'm a solid foundation, and we're going to make this work. So, um, yeah, I, I, not enough good things can be said about Christian Gonzalez right now. I, I don't care whether you liked Zay Flowers, whether you mm -hmm. liked an offensive lineman, Christian Gonzalez filled the biggest need, and he's been one of the better players of this rookie class. Now, the one thing that's ridiculous, in my opinion, is people are like, ah, oh, this won't be the only award he's going to win this year. Rookie, uh, um, have you watched Jalen Carter play? Because Jalen Carter has been one of the best defensive players in oh, all of football to start been the season. a monster. So, it's no shame if Christian Gonzalez does not win uh, defensive rookie of the year for the season, if Jalen Carter keeps playing the way he's playing, because he has been a man among boys, but he's supposed to be a boy. Uh, this just in, by the way, Andy, I just noticed on my timeline on Brand X, downgrades from the official at Patriots account. Uh-oh. Cole Strange, he oh. ain't playing. And Jonathan Jones downgraded to out as well. Again, that's three straight games. Uh, the he's hell been did hurt he do for that? the better part of two months. All the way back to the summer, he's been hurt. But um, I, I want to talk about the first one. Question. What, is is it it, yeah, what would you say you do here, Cole? It, well, is it not necessarily a bad thing? Is there a chance the Patriots are actually putting their best offensive line on the field because it doesn't include Cole Strange? Now, who do we think is going to... Now, I know Moffy's uh, so, healthy. I think so. And will be so up. was just removed from the yep. injury report, exiting the concussion protocol. Do you believe he's going to get the nod at left guard tomorrow? Or maybe uh, a little rotation, perhaps, having Moffy able to spell either himself, either he or... Uh, Mike Onwenu, depending on their health and how they're feeling and how the running game's going. Yeah, a rotation wouldn't stun me. Um, I think so might have a good chance, but it's more of a, I'm not sure Cole Strange is all that good. I actually thought if Cole Strange was out there, I thought Dan Quinn in the Dallas defense might uh, scheme up some opportunities where he was in front of Micah Parsons because I think that would be a horrific matchup. Um, he might get exposed and embarrassed, even though he is a smaller athletic guard um i think micah parsons really could do some damage on him now he's mm -hmm. probably going to do some damage on somebody at some point some place on the line but the cole strange thing like if you want to talk about i just mentioned zay flowers but if you sure. want to talk about draft day second thoughts mm -hmm. the kid that kansas city took the corner and i'm drawing a blank on his name right now is really coming into his own. The Patriots traded down, you remember. Kansas City took the yep. corner from Oh, Washington. Trent McDu McDuffie. McDuffie out of Washington. Oh, Kansas He's City, by the way, little sneaky really. storyline, Andy. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Kansas City's defense, sneaky yeah. good. It's funny when you get back your Chris Jones, your centerpiece defensive uh, mainstay, things start to fall into place. Yes, Kansas and McDuffie's part of that. He's becoming a very good corner for them. Mm -hmm. um, you drafted Cole Strange, who 
you created the hole, then I don't know if you even filled the hole, and you also turned down another uh, hole filler in McDuffie. If you had taken McDuffie last year, not that you don't want Gonzalez, but you may have been more flexible to take a tackle or a wide receiver this year, maybe you'd be a better all-around football team because, yes, Gonzalez is great at corner, but you're still looking like, well, we still need tackle help for the present and the future, and we still need a playmaking receiver. So mm-hmm. and a Cole, Strange, t- yeah. Cole Strange pick is not uh, – a year and a half in is not looking great. Are you still mm-hmm. saying it's a strange pick? It is oh. indeed a strange oh, pick. Oh, don't rim shot. How dare you? He rimshotted Joe. himself. I didn't even Joe. know that was possible. Joe, you were Joe, you were like throwing a perfect game going into the top of the sixth, and you just absolutely just served up a meat. First, the perfect game was lost when you hit a batter. Now you just gave up a gap double. Terrible. Oh, like you guys can do any better. No, we can't, but you oh, I didn't can. have my own sound effect right. I always do. Back to the phones we go. One more quick call before we catch a break. Everyone, hang on. We will get to you before the show is up at 125. And, of course, BC football starts here at 130. It's already a wild Saturday of college football. USC taking Colorado to the woodshed. That Caleb Williams, I sent you uh, that highlight on the text machine sidebar when we were doing a little commercial action. This kid, wow. He's awesome. And this this thing that they did on Fox this week, trying to drum up the idea that Shador Sanders is better, is just idiotic. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this game. He's the best quarterback in college football. He should be the number one pick. I'm sorry, Drake May. You may end up being better in the pros, whatever. But Caleb Williams is phenomenal. And I don't know why people don't just want to accept it and embrace it. Great question. Uh, Because it's Dion, Andy. It's Dion Dion is the most overrated entity. Actually, the second most. Tony Romo's the first most overrated entity in all of sports. And then there's Dion. Mm -hmm. And I I like Dion. I love a lot of what he says. I love what he's doing. But this idea that they were going to win the national title or be a real contender or be a real football team, I just don't know what people watch. They get caught up in the hype, and they don't actually open their eyes and watch games in town. Yeah, but who had had DaBaby come in this week and talk to... (laughs) The most overrated coach in college football? Joe's and Randolph, he helps us wrap up our first hour here on Fizzy and Hard. Hi, Joe. Yeah, hi, boys. I'm a little frustrated. I think the media is trying to turn Mac Jones into Indomica Sioux. Remember that, Jim? Mm. And that any time there are controversial accusations that come up, whether it's Spygate, Deflategate, or now Tapgate, they always start (laughs) with the Jets. What's up with that? Tapgate. Oh, my God. That's my favorite way to put it, Joe. That's a great question. That is an excellent question. The old Vanilla Nut Taps last week delivered at, the, at Jet Life Stadium by Mac Jones to Sauce Gardner. I mean, Sauce Gardner tweeting it out so he doesn't get fined. And uh, a whole a whole hell of a hullabaloo made out of, made out of not very much. I mean, Nandama can sue. That man used to literally stomp on people in in That's scrums right. or when he got up like he and Aaron Rodgers had a famous back and forth for over a decade for nearly a decade as well yeah Mac Jones just kind of like lose him uh lose himself but to say he's a dirty player on that level it's too much but Joe I'll say this and thank you very much for the call because we got to catch some commercials uh, and get back on scheduling track here but like we said one of our better points here in the first hour if I'm Mac Jones don't run from it embrace it let everyone think that you're a heel. Let everyone think that you're a little bit dirty. Let everyone think that you've got an edge. Embrace that energy. Return to the us-against-the-world mentality and maybe just win some football games, throw the football downfield uh, to who? Well, that's something we'll have to try to figure out between now and 4.30 tomorrow. But maybe, just maybe, Andy, 
They'll actually generate some excitement and bring the right kind of buzz back to Foxborough, New England, and Pat's Nation. All right, 617-779-7937. There's your telephone number. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Got about another half an hour here on the show. We'll get to your calls. Quick thoughts on the Sox and the Celtics as we wrap up and put a bow on a 90-minute version of Fitzy and Hart on WEEI.